Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Al. I'm here with my best buddy, D. Hi. I'm. I. I throw upon. I. I, I throw upon myself. Wait, on the court? Is that how it's... You throw yourself upon, upon the, the court. court. My lords, I'm so sorry I was sick, and that's why we didn't release anything last week. That's okay. Yeah. We're happy to be back with you. We appreciate your patience. And you know what? This is the penultimate episode. Yes! We're staring down the barrel of a couple bangers for our last two eps. Boom, boom. And it all starts here. A couple of bangers. Just a couple of bangers. <laughs> a real set of cans. Whoa. Okay, I'm I don't ready. know, man. I don't know, man. Also, we have 45 minutes. We ordered Ethiopian. It will be here soon. So let's get going. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get sloppy. No We're, utensils for us. Absolutely. Oh, I love to eat with my hands. <laughs> if you were an internet user in the year of our Lord 2019... And I was. And you were. And you were, too. Then you likely have some idea how, in just a few days, you can make an egg bouncy, slightly translucent, completely inedible, and most vitally of all, bigger than before. Is this egg tricks? It's an egg trick. (laughs) (laughs) So you look at, you do what the, like, it's the 10 minute, or was it, five minute crafts only with eggs? Yeah. Five minute eggs. You remember the bigger than before? The bigger than before? Was that video where they took an egg and they kept putting it in substances and it would get slightly bigger. Slightly bigger? bigger? But also fully inedible. I need to see this. You're going to have to look it up. I got to look this up. The early aughts and teen aughts were an era of increasing... I made it up. It's fine. Teen aughts! They were an era of increasingly inane life hack videos on Uh. content mill websites like YouTube and Facebook. Uh. But in the decades since, those hacks have evolved into a new industry. That has grown exponentially. The five-minute craft. So They do so much with hot glue that they absolutely should not. It's so true! Their hot glue budget is out of this world. <laughs> you know how we talk about microplastics? It's yeah. just them. It's a lot. It's just them making crocs and glasses out of hot glue. Sending it into the ocean. <laughs> and just flushing it down the toilet. I don't understand. Is this... Okay, you might get into it, but it's just for, like, views, right? It is not supposed to work. Mm, It's just, like... That's correct. And sometimes it is supposed to make you mad on purpose, and it does. Yeah. It's like the lady who does... Counter nachos. Yeah! Yeah. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Is that a, like, fetish, too? I think sometimes. Okay. Sometimes it is, yeah. It has to be. Do you think someone gets off on, like, hot hot glue clocks or crocs? <laughs> Maybe. Because you see those piggies? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, awful. I'm going to have to go back and look at 5-Minute Crafts yeah. to see how many times they just introduce feet. <laughs> <laughs> just nonchalantly. God. Supercut. <laughs> a, t- a toe ring out of hot glue. Here's them piggies. Oh, God. So the egg in question is the subject of a video made by 5-Minute Crafts. Oh. <sighs> These fucking guys. Which Forbes Russia describes as a machine that prints money on YouTube in the headline of a 2019 Explainer article. Oh, they print... Oh, because they get money from... They are the machine that prints money. They are the machine... (laughs) They're counterfeiters. (laughs) No, it's real money. They're like that guy who sold the Eiffel Tower twice. He made a counterfeit box and he just, like, (laughs) keeps printing money. So I guess they could just get money from views, right? Yeah. they, They get so many fucking views that... Add money. Wow. Who are these people? The craft content giant was created by Pavel Radeyev and Marat Mukhamedov, residents of Kazan, Russia, who started working together in 2002 in internet advertising. Wow. By 2014, they had learned from the success of American formats like BuzzFeed and Upworthy and 
began uh, creating... The Try Guys are to blame. Well... Fuck yeah. those guys. Not not. <laughs> <laughs> and they began creating their own clickbait content, monetizing wow. articles using the Google Ad Exchange Network. So it was just two people. Well, it started as two people, for wow. sure. By 2015, their website, AdMe, had grown to 23 million visitors a month. By 2017, they had moved from Kazan to the beautiful Oceanside Limassol in Cyprus, and it was there that 5-Minute Crafts was born. Probably tax-free, right? Probably tax-free? We're Ooh, talking... I don't have any... Uh, I don't have We're any talking. information on that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can look it up. <laughs> the Monaco of the fucking Mediterranean. <laughs> At time of writing, the company produces 1,500 videos monthly. Jesus Christ. Across the original channel and several sub-channels, like 5-Minute Crafts Girly... Men, family, kids, and teens. <laughs> okay, when I started looking at Five Minute Crafts, not as it's supposed to like get, yeah. get attention, but as dataist art, mm. I started to enjoy it. Still makes me mad. It still makes still me makes mad. Still makes me mad. But they want you to be mad. I'm mad for my own reasons that you're going to find what out if about. We, oh, I'm sure it's bad. I'm sure it's rotten to the core. <laughs> but the fact that they, I feel like this is a new type of art. Like, it's performance art, where they want you, the intention of this art is to make you feel no, upset. because yes. the intention of the art is to make the money. That's fine, too, man. <laughs> that was Andy Warhol. He was here. He did that as well. Keith Haring, man. Commercialization of art. Yeah. I, I don't agree. I simply don't agree with you, and I urge you to wait until I'm finished. <laughs> They've done war crimes, haven't they? No. But I just have a lot of... This is one of those episodes where something has been, like, in my craw for so long... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...that I've, like, had to try to figure out a way to add creep in. <laughs> you gotta get it out of This is something I spent a lot of time thinking about. Oh, no. Well, five minutes? Not just five minutes. No. <laughs> Their expenses for employee salaries, rent, and filming are less than 10% of the money they bring in from their videos. Oh, yeah. Well, there you which go. Which could be as much as 40 million a year according to Forbes. Jesus Christ. Videos so very Andy Warhol. Yes, yeah, very, very Andy Warhol. Okay. Videos featuring for example an, an egg made completely inedible for absolutely no reason, <laughs> a tutorial for a makeup brush made of human hair. You are selling me on it now actually. And an entirely ineffective water gun filled with toothpaste made the brand the third most popular YouTube channel in 2019. Okay, but what's your favorite though? Do you have a favorite one? You have to have a favorite one. <gasps> I think it's or one that you hate the most. There's one where they, like, make a high-heeled shoe <laughs> out of some ridiculous shit. That's, and the shoe is, and I can't stress this enough, so ugly. <laughs> oh, it's a roller skate. They, like, make a roller skate. Kate shoe, and it's a high heel. It's up, They make it out of a high heel and Girl. then a bunch of other stuff. And there's, like, I think the part that makes me so mad is that they want to put a fur cuff on it, so they show a cat, and then they put tape on the cat and pull it off and it's covered with hair and then they put that on the boot and I'm yelling don't do this my favorite is when they fill a glove with soap Ugh. and they put a suction cup in it and then they put it against the wall next to the sink and someone wets their hands and like just lusciously like rubs their fingers into the glove that's soap. A, that's a fetish for sure. It's It for has sure. to be. It has to be. <laughs> it's my fetish. Oh, I'm in on it. I have one right now in my bathtub. <laughs> but it ain't it ain't doing the high five, friends. Oh God. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's right? e easy to get in there. It's but also really, you should gotta be you careful should, with the you soap gotta get that careful. You... Only no. only perfume free. Yeah. Only be so careful <laughs> with your pH. <laughs> pH and my pee? No.
Absolutely not. Putting the H in P. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're getting silly. Ugh. I gotta tell you, yeah. when I don't have to do any research because I'm a poor boy who <laughs> is bogged down by the education system and parent-teacher conferences, and I'm just free to be a goof, this is when it gets wacky. I know. <laughs> Watch out, because season four is coming for oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> You've released me. <laughs> But since 2019, yeah. the increased free time that the pandemic has provided many middle-class Americans has skyrocketed the life hack content industry into oh. a crafty new phase. Oh. And this is where I come in. <laughs> Hi, I'm Al. I'm Al. And I can't stop getting mad at these things, even though I think that like 70% of them are meant to make you mad, but I can't stop. <laughs> okay, but do you have a life hack that you actually have used in your daily no. life? Our producer has so many, and whenever he does, whenever he does something like, oh, a life hack, he has an alligator clip. It's actually you can see right now, because we are in our boudoir. He has an alligator clip on the side table, like the bedroom side table. He fishes the um, end of your phone cord through it, so you never have to bend down and grab it. It's always there. I lied. There is a life hack that I use, and I resent myself what? for using it. Tell us because. A mutual acquaintance of ours yeah. would consistently tell people that they should do this. Okay. Any, any, any available opportunity. Is this the is this the chip? Yeah. <laughs> it's the chip. It's when you push the bottom of the chip bag up yeah. and you sort of reverse roll up the rim yeah, yeah, to push yeah, the chips yeah. up further towards the top. And I so resented being told this constantly that it made me furious that it works that well. And now I do do it. I do, do but I'm not happy. We're not happy. We don't speak to this man anymore. Thank God. But Chip Man, you're out there. Probably lecturing people on how to correctly eat chips. The the overwhelming trends in modern crafting videos focus on using industrial products that are genuinely harmful if not handled correctly. And generally, the how-to videos you see online don't contain much in the way of safety precautions. Oh, yeah. Some of them are downright dangerous. Yeah. Fuck. I know there's... This is also, like, it's feeding into the monster, but there's there's videos of people trying the really dangerous ones and, like, showing how fucking dangerous they can be, especially with electronics. Yeah. True, true. For example. For example. Epoxy resin. Oh, no. A type of plastic is huge right now in the crafting world. And while it is a very useful and creative tool for professional artists, the information about how to safely work with epoxy resin is fuzzy at best. Many sellers of craft-grade epoxy quote the FDA ruling on resinous and polymeric coatings to confirm to customers that their resin is food safe once completely cured. But the actual regulations in the FDA guidelines don't apply to the ways in which crafters are working with and using resin-based products. The FDA guidelines were created to cover mass-produced consumer goods, like mm. Coke cans, which have a thin layer of epoxy on the oh, inside. I didn't know that. So that your Coke doesn't taste like metal. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, I didn't know that. As Nerpa Polymers explains in their resin safety FAQ, the food safety of this coating is guaranteed because the epoxy composition has been specifically optimized for mildly acidic liquids stored at temperatures ranging from 4 to 25 degrees Celsius. The coating is applied following optimized protocols and rigorously tested in quality control labs to ensure that no deviations affecting the safety of the material occur from one batch of aluminum cans to another. So that's the Coca-Cola. This is about the Coca-Cola but, specifically. But when you do it in your basement. Yeah. 
you're not following those regulations. And you also shouldn't do it in a basement unless you have a family. <laughs> but we'll get to that. But that's what people are doing. Yeah, it is. It's like you see, I I am one of these people. Yeah. I mean, I, so am I. I. When I see a craft, I'm like, I could do that craft. Yeah. And I want to do that craft. It's like people, I have a lot of people on Instagram making their own dice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, that looks cool. But how many people aren't doing it under a fume hood? How many people, like, they don't tell you how to do it. No. They just show you how cool it is. Exactly. And they don't show themselves using yeah, safety precautions. Yeah, they never show themselves. So the specificity of the way FDA guidelines are tailored for consumer products doesn't extend to artisan crafting practices and cannot guarantee food safety for, for example, homemade resin drinking vessels holding hot or alcoholic liquid, both oh. of which could react with the, quote, inert resin. Oh, I didn't know that people... I guess that makes sense. They make everything out of everything. Uh, Another huge thing about using epoxy resin is that it actually only cures correctly if you use... They'll give you a ratio of resin to hardener, Yeah, 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 yeah. The the ratio is by weight, not volume. Yeah. But a lot of places do not tell you that. Oh, so if you use a measuring cup... When I used to do cosplay, we did resin once. Yeah. And we used to, yeah, it was by weight. Because if you do by, with a measuring cup, it just didn't cure. It didn't work. Exactly, yeah. But also, like, there are other places that have different, a lot of different resins have different formulas. Mm. So say your one-to-one just didn't cure. Someone else's two-to-one where they've measured by volume instead of weight could have disastrous consequences. Yeah, okay. Dang. Fumes. Fumes. Man, we use resin, we use Bondo, but whenever we did it, we did it outside. Yeah. And with a respirator, Mm -hmm. like a really heavy-duty one. But I could imagine some cosplayers... Fuck. Damn. This is... It reminds me of how I spent most of my 20s sneezing colors because I dyed a lot of wool and my partner at the time would always say, you should wear a respirator, you should wear gloves, and I'd be like, I'm fine, actually. I'm 20. Now your brain is purple. Now my brain's fucking purple, man. (laughs) That's why you're gay. Yeah. No, that (laughs) happened a lot earlier. (laughs) Didn't help, though. (laughs) Sure didn't. So, uh, similarly to your resin drinking vessel, a handmade cheese board with an artful resin detail will affect the quality of your charcuterie over time. I hate those. They're so... I don't like them at all. (laughs) They're like, let's make the ocean on your charcuterie board. I roll. I like the, not the charcuterie boards, but I like the, like, coffee tables that have, like, like topography inside. I remember you and your roommate had a plan That to was actually that. more of my two roommates' oh, plan okay. that I was just sort of also there for. And it never happened. No. But that's how it happens in your house. No. It never <laughs> happened. But maybe that's good. Yeah, it is a good. good idea. <laughs> we had a lot of plans for that There place. was a lot of plans. <laughs> there was a lot of big man plans. <laughs> As everyone does when you live in a place. You don't yeah. want to have a, a, a place that plans. you know is going to be torn down yeah. in some amount of time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so another trend in crafting videos is encasing objects in resin and then carving them while they yeah. spin on a lathe. I've seen that one, like pencil crayons and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that creates a spray of dangerous and minuscule resin particles that could easily cause damage if inhaled. And the videos showcasing this rarely provide the explanation that you should not work with resin without a high-grade respirator and a fume hood. Or outdoors. And, gla- and gla- safety glasses, too. Yeah. Because they it's all over the place. It's it's going but everywhere, man. Yes, the, the, it looks so cool. It looks... Hey, it looks so cool. I saw one, and they put, um like, like uh, uh, Fruit Loops in it. Yeah. And they made a bowl out You're of it. You're not helping. I saw one... 
<laughs> Can I tell you about the yeah, one? Please. Okay, I saw one, and they put they carved a pumpkin <laughs> and put a whole pumpkin in resin just to see how long it would take to rot. Wow, I'm so glad people are making so much plastic. <laughs> I think that rules, actually. So year one, I think this is like year one, and now there's like some liquid going on in it. So and there's like been a little crack. It's a little resin pumpkin ain't doing so good. It's not long for this world. Wow, really worth it. If you ask me. <laughs> And then there's the videos that skip epoxy resin altogether and just tell you to melt down something plastic and mold it into something new. It's like the creepy crawlers. Yeah. It's like that. There are a lot of crap videos like, hey, take this plastic spoon, melt it down and turn it into something else. I cannot emphasize enough. Do not melt or reuse plastic that has been melted. It is not stable and can release carcinogens like benzene, dioxines, toluene and microscopic plastic particulates, which can become lodged in your lungs. Oh. Don't do it. Don't do it. The last crafting crime on my shit list. <laughs> this is your, this is grievances. This is what, I'm airing this my grievances, grievances before the season ends. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what I don't like about you and, <laughs> and you. And you and you and you concrete. <laughs> oh, is it concrete? It's concrete. These fucking. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I hate concrete art. I genuinely have spent hours trying to understand the massive influx of concrete crafting tutorials that yeah. have emerged over the past five years. Like, I genuinely was like, this is a plot by Big Concrete. <laughs> like, it is. to get into a new market. It is. But because Google is broken, I have no further answers than I did when I started. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Because all it will show you is crafting videos. But what I can tell you is that even craft-friendly products like Portland Cement can contain some amount of respirable crystalline silica, as well as hexavalent chromium, that shit that Aaron Brockovich went to court over. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Portland Cement and other craft concrete products incorporate raw materials that can contain lead, mercury, cadmium, nickel, cobalt, arsenic, and manganese. If you do one little concrete craft, you're probably fine. But if you're someone who sees these tutorials and thinks, wow, this is a sick side hustle for me, a person with creative skills living under capitalism. Let's go to Etsy, baby. The information you need to keep yourself safe while working with these products is not provided as part of the modern hyper-edited and consumable crafting tutorial video. It's fucking... Can I have... I have two other grievances. Please. Number one, foam. Foam. So I assume like foam, this bitch. This, it's still plasticky, yeah, right? It's, it's plastic. plastic. Like when you shave it, that's bad. The worst one though is the people who use take apart microwaves <gasps> and electrify wood to make this like, um, I've have you ever seen never this? seen this. Oh my God. I'm immediately so furious. I'm hard. <laughs> and they are folks. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've, we've been to a couple farmer's markets yeah where and and our producer points them out so they're doing it off the grid they're doing well (laughs) where so they they put like jumper cables on either side of a piece of wood and they use a really high power amount of electricity to basically make it almost looks like a tree like a fractal right (gasps) but if you fucking touch it you will die yeah you will fucking die microwave not safe it electricity not for art unless you're a fucking professional yeah yeah so people are just doing it in their backyards they like take apart a microwave and just do it no be so careful please i love you precious precious children i'll have to show you the i mean hey it looks fucking sick 
Yeah. And if you're a person who, again, wants to make that side hustle and you see this and you're like, hmm, people will buy it. Well, it's like, like, I mean, if it's, if you're like, you know, a professional artist. Yeah. And this is the thing that you create. Like, this yeah. is your artistic statement and you take all the precautions and you like, you're not trying to pass this information on to other people without informing them yeah. about the realities of it. That's, you know, that's one thing. But when you're like, hey, besties, check out this new wood hack I just discovered using my microwave. Watch me do it without any safety equipment. That's not good. But, like, even if you see it in a farmer's market. Yeah. And you're like, oh, how did you do it? You look at, there are tutorials on how to uh, do it. No. It's so fucking dangerous. There, like, the internet has created this whole new way to not be able to properly regulate safety. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. OSHA's got to be having a hard time. Oh, man, they're underfunded and have not many people. <laughs> OSHA's just weeping in their office. Also, I'm coming after Cricket. I'm coming yeah? after. I don't know. There's There must be something up with those, the fucking girlies making their Starbucks cups. Yeah. You know what I mean? There has to be. Fumes. Plastic fumes? I don't know. Just Something. let's all just make more plastic. <laughs> let's just, make, let's more just plastic. make more plastic. Let's just make more plastic. Because it's art. It is art. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it is a danger that doesn't just extend to the crafting industry. In California at the moment, there is a current silicosis epidemic among workers who cut, fit, and install engineered stone for kitchen counters. Mm. A product which unions are already attempting to ban in Australia, saying there is literally no safe way to work with it. It's silica, like granite, engineered countertop. Oh, so like, like pressed, pressed stone. Okay, and stuff. Okay, yeah. okay. Where they're using like a like a um, bunch of different types of stone that yes. are mixed with okay. concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So all this stuff that's been bouncing around in my head got me thinking about the intersection of craft and industry. Yeah. And I became curious about something that I learned in school. Oh. It's one of the facts that maybe most stuck with me from my Canadian social studies courses. Do you remember what grade? No. No. Okay. But of all the times I heard about it or read about it, there was never any consideration of the reality that it was not just a fun, weird fact about our history, but rather a massive labor issue. Okay. That's right. I'm talking about hat what drives you insane. So, felt. Felt. It's one of the most common crafting materials, and for good reason. Yeah. Wool felt is easy to make. The property of most woolen fibers is that they just do that. We love it. <laughs> Unless you put your fucking expensive sweater in the dryer accidentally. Yeah, then we don't love it. <laughs> and then we, then we hate it. Then we it. hate it. But the the thing about woolen fibers is, is the structure of them is that, you know, they'll just stick together Let's and form it. felt if compressed. Yeah. The action of felting is a mechanical one, and felt can be made without any additional textile work like knitting or weaving. Hmm. That's likely why it's one of the oldest fabrics in the world, <gasps> with the first evidence of felt dating back to 6500 BCE. Damn. Yeah. That's some old felt. That's some old felt. Of course, felt can be made more durable and long-lasting by combining the mechanical action of felting with heat, water, and pressure. Mm. But starting around the 1840s, a brand new type of felt was coming into fashion. Mm. Hats. Hats. <laughs> so starting around the 1840s, a brand new type of felt was coming into fashion. Instead of wool, felters were creating the textile from beaver and hare skins using a process called carroting. Wait, I didn't know the felt was the beaver hats. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were two different hats. Well, originally there was wool felt. Yeah. And then the, the beaver, like... Beaver felt. The beaver hats that they make, they make them use, like through this process called carroting to make the beaver into a type of felt. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Have you seen a beaver hat before? Not in a long time. They're really cool. Yeah, looking. I've seen them in museums. In museums, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So milliners would treat the fur with a diluted solution of mercuric nitrate. Uh-oh. And once dried in an oven, the edges of the fur pelts turned orange, like carrots are. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we were real good at this back yeah. in the day. <laughs> we were like, I know. <laughs> we're going to name something something. <laughs> now, mercuric nitrate crucially contains mercury, which, like asbestos, is one of those things we don't really use anymore. Did your parents ever tell you when they actively use mercury in their science like, classes? Yeah, play with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Oh, man. <laughs> and you could buy science kits that had it in that it. That mercury. It just, feel, it, it touches weird? Is that what it is? It's just plays? Well, it's the way that it moves in your yeah. hand is, like, different than water would move. Yeah, like non-Newtonian yeah. going that way, right? So they're like, yeah, put it in your hand. Just do, do hey, Touch friends, it. just use slime. Just use slime. Just use slime. Slime is plastic. <laughs> is plastic. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Elmer's glue is plastic? I guess they have glitter and stuff in it, too. Well, I don't know. Did they stop making glue out of, like, beef hoof? Probably not. <laughs> we saw that cow on there. Vegan glue? Plastic. <laughs> yeah, vegan glue, plastic. Vegan letter? Plastic. Plastic, bitch. Okay. <sighs> in the current era, you are most likely to be exposed to mercury from... The cracking when it gets really hot... And the <laughs> the temperature gauge gets too hot and it goes, oh, I'm going to make it burn. And it bursts. The correct answer oh. is eating fish. Oh, yeah, that also. Now, how did the mercury get into the fish? It was, it was us. That's we a great question. We did it. <laughs> we did it. It's because when you eat tuna, because mm-hmm. it eats all the little fishes. Yeah. The more fishes it eats, the worse the, more the, mer- gets. the more hard minerals are inside of it. That's why you can't eat whale. You shouldn't eat whale. Wow. Because the whale eats Amongst the other reasons. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay. No, like like porpoise. You shouldn't eat a porpoise. I mean, also because they're beautiful and intelligent. <laughs> and they, well, they are the rapists of the sea, so. Oh. They are. I mean, is that? Okay. No. no that's not the reason. I don't want to. We should It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Since 1780, Danbury, Connecticut has been a hat town. I like that introduction. <laughs> We're a hat town. We're a fucking no set of mine. Hat town ain't gonna wear some hats. You know what their slogan was? Um, hats off to you. Oh, that's good. What's what were you gonna say? Danbury crowns them all. Is that the actual? That was their actual slogan. Damn son. <laughs> <laughs> So in 1880, 100 years after Hat City started up their trade, they were pumping out as many as 5 million hats a year. Oh, no. That's a lot of beaver. But it wasn't the only thing they were pumping out. What else were they pumping out? Between 1860 and 1950, the hatting and fur industries in Danbury fed runoff into the river, which was already being used as a dumping site, leading to levels of mercury in the water between 5 and 100 parts per million, all of which flowed out into the Housatonic and was carried into Long Island Sound. And that's why Champ, you know, Champ, the, the monster from Lake Champlain. Oh, yeah. That's why you got Champ. And the, the tuna also problem. Cancer, also cancer. <laughs> the, the tuna and issue. Tuna. But also that's why you have, yeah, we solved a, it. He's out there. He's out there. Now, Hat City isn't responsible for all the mercury in the tuna. But, but a just lot. <laughs> extrapolate on your own, given the hat trade and other mercury-heavy industries were Jesus doing Christ. the same thing all over. Holy moly. But back to the milliners of Danbury who thankfully by 1880 had unionized. As the 19th century was drawing to a close, the physiological effects of mercury poisoning on hat makers was becoming an undeniable labor issue. Yeah, they would go, it, it just, it was like a, like a, a, a carcinogen that would 
wreak havoc with your brain, right? Yeah. It would eat away at your brain. Causing slurred speech, tremors, stumbling, and hallucinations, the condition became known locally as the Danbury Shakes. Oh, no. That's worse than the Harlem Shake. Yeah, I do think so. Yeah, I would prefer the <laughs> Harlem Shake. That is funny. <laughs> Workers spent the first three decades of the 20th century lobbying for control on the use of mercury in the hat-making industry. A government study wasn't done until 1937. Because they love hats. It makes you look good. Everybody loves hats. <laughs> <laughs> we're not a hat society anymore. No, we're not. And I'm going to talk about that. Uh, about why we're not a hat society? Well, just that we aren't. We aren't. And I'm mad about it. <laughs> I look damn good let's, in a checker cap. Let's take back hats. Let's take back. We were talking about this. We need to be yeah, hat guys. Yeah, we should become hat guys again. I'm also a jacket guy, but I can be a I hat I really guy. wanted to be a hat guy in my youth. Yeah. But I just didn't look good in them. Do you remember? I was a hat guy. Do you remember me? Yeah. I, do I remember you? Do you remember me? <laughs> when I was little? In my 20s, I was growing out my hair. Yeah. And so it was in that weird... Because I had really short hair in high school because that's what made me feel comfortable. And then I had to perform femininity because I wanted a boyfriend. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got to grow out my hair. I know, right? Then I had to grow out my hair. So I wore my grandfather's... And I still have it. It's in that drawer. The grandfather's newsy cap. <gasps> yeah, I remember? remember that. That was my whole personality. I have pics of you in that. Probably for... Two years yeah. straight. I had a real baseball cap phase right after I cut my hair short. Yeah. Uh, when I was like in my mid to late 20s. Yeah. Because it was very much like, you know, mask euphoria. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get crazy with hats, I think. I should bring out the newsy cap again. I probably don't look great in it now. It might not be your style. Our producer would look amazing in it, though. Yeah, but he's a young boy who died on the Lusitania. I know. And that is why <laughs> he would look good in it. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're so right. <laughs> <sighs> Interestingly, in the 1908 Lowe versus Lawler Supreme Court case, Ooh. a non-union hat manufacturer for Danbury tried to invoke the Sherman Antitrust oh, Act. Oh, we talked about that one. Against the United Hatters of North America. Oh, no. Or, as they're known acronymically, UHU or UHU. 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 Me, a 20th century hat manufacturer looking at a labor union. This is a monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> the butterfly one, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1940, the state of Connecticut banned the use of mercury in hat making. Oh no, what about our beaver hats? 20 years after the hat making industry had already begun to decline. <laughs> then they just started hollowing out beavers. They did, yeah. And then you just wear the whole carcass just on the whole thing on there. <laughs> We're not doing hats, we're doing beeves. We're doing beeves. <laughs> Leave it to beaver. Oh my god. I love that show. I had you're, you're very beaver coated. I was <laughs> no, I'm Wally coated. Thank you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Rude. Yeah, I am rude. <laughs> At the end of World War II, returning soldiers had seen war and outgrown their childish hats of old. And these changing trends... Came... I'm new now. I'm a new man. I'm, an, I'm a grown man. I've I've seen people die and I'm not wearing a fucking hat I've anymore. I've committed war I'm crimes. I'm joker. <laughs> World War I jokerified a whole generation of men and we never recovered. Ugh. <laughs> these changing trends continued Hat City's decline. Wow. The last hat was made in Danbury in 1987 at a small factory owned by Stetson. Oh. 
I love a Stetson, though. Do you want to know a little bit about Stetson? Yeah. John B. Stetson was the inventor of the cowboy hat. Yeah. He started working in the hat industry in Philadelphia in 1865. It was, quote, a time when almost everyone wore hats, according to a 2004 Investor's Business Daily article titled, One Man's Crowning Glory, semicolon, top hat, colon, Stetson's keen marketing savvy made him, quote, boss of the plains. I really want a cowboy Ooh. hat. We used to have a real country where you could <laughs> give a newspaper article three different names. And two different colons. <laughs> you have to have a semicolon in there. God. As the company grew and number of factories increased, Stetson gained a reputation as an employer whose paternalistic business practices were driven by religious morals and Baptist oh. ideals. Company facilities for employees often included a library, dentist, hospital, auditorium, and athletic recreation fields. The large number of immigrants who worked for Stetson were offered Americanization classes that helped them learn English, as well as the necessary information to become citizens. Gifts, awards, and generous bonuses were given out at Christmas. Women received candy and gloves. Married men received a Christmas turkey. And unmarried men were given hats. And that's gender to me. (laughs) Here, son, have this hat. Maybe it'll help you get a woman. And then next year, you can get a turkey like the other guys. And for you, ma'am, don't worry, your pretty little head. We've got candy and gloves. Man, I'd be swimming in hats. I have so many hats. So many hats. All of these offerings from the Stetson Company were, of course, an active attempt to dissuade the formation of unions. Because mm. they wanted, they're like, if we give them enough candy, then we'll make them happy. They don't have to... Yeah, more hats to warm your head, mister. You don't think about ideas about unionization. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they are. Ugh. Now, I would love to show you a Stetson hat commercial, but they don't make them anymore. Um, and I can't find any. No. And even more than that, I would love to show you the 1920 John B. Stetson Company film, Birth of a Hat, The Art and Mystery of Making Fur Felt Hats. You can't call it that. I know. You can't this call it that. This was five years after Birth of a Nation came out. You a- They called it that on purpose. They did. This is what I'm saying about John B. Stetson. No. This is what I'm saying. No. But I want a cowboy hat. He was not good. But I want a cowboy hat. I want to be a cowboy, baby. And you are, in my heart. Thank you. Now, name aside, this film is 14 minutes and 22 seconds long, so I can't show it to you. No. Um, But it is linked in our sources, and I will tell you that it does start with the incredible initial title card reading, The Origin of Hats is Unknown. Which made me laugh there's a cave. for so long. They, they go, zoom to a caveman, hat, leaf on head. It's the first hat. Basically. <laughs> uh, if you have just a little bit of weed before you watch this short film, you will have a fabulous time. <laughs> and you did? The origin of hats is unknown. <laughs> it's it's is this so why important. You're, hold on. Is this why you were texting me the other day and just losing it? <laughs> just absolutely losing it? <laughs> and you couldn't tell me why? <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Look, so let's have some Ethiopian. Let's put it on. We are we're gonna have to because oh it God. made me laugh very much. <laughs> but you know what Stetson does still make? What do they make? Cologne. Oh, let's, cowboy cologne. Let's check it out, shall we? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> you can watch this in our sources. You sure can. We'll return after these messages. Wake up to a new day with the morning sun. Get the spirit of adventure a man should have on. 
Stetson Cologne, Stetson Fit. Comfortable and daring for the rugged soul. Masculine and sharing, confident and bold. Stetson Cologne, Stetson Fit. Cause there's a little bit of Stetson in every man. Welcome back to the show. Hey, folks, I'd like a little bit of Stetson. <laughs> And this this man, man, this man can use a little bit of Stetson. I don't think I've had this conversation with you, but I am obsessed with the idea of getting a signature scent. Yeah, we have talked we have about, about it. And I don't know we how to do it, it on the podcast. Yeah, have we? I don't know how to go about this. No. I want a smell. I think it's like, okay, do you remember that secret bar we went to in Seattle? Yeah, the secret bar. Where you yeah. tell them like the yes. tasting notes that you like and they bring you a drink. I, I think like you have that. to find that kind of thing. I don't, and all the places like the Nordstroms and stuff are all closed now. Well, I think, yeah, the Nordstrom is maybe not the (laughs) spot. I don't know. I think it's, I think when, when a man comes to the point in his life. (laughs) Needs a signature smell. When he needs to develop a signature scent. I think he has to go to a specialized perfumery. A perfumery? Or a colonery. A colonery. In Cologne. I need to go to. In Cologne, France. I need Germany? What? Isn't Cologne in Germany? Let's find out. No, we're leaving that in. No, we're not editing out. I'm not going to edit we're it out. I just want to know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in. Yes, Germany. Okay. <laughs> this commercial hit me. Yeah. And I am sold. Because. <laughs> oh, no. I, maybe I just, I took my tea shot today. Yeah. And there's this, like, rumbling of I have to consume masculinity, trash masculinity. I love it. It's like potato chips. I want it. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is that. Horses running, a big bottle of cologne rising up like an erect <laughs> penis from the hills. Truly. Of Montana. Like the sun itself. It smells like leather. It smells like horse sweat. I mean, I will say there is a special moment in a trans mask's life where they buy their first, like, men's shampoo or body wash. Oh, yeah, like deodorant and yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or but, steal hey, their partners. Hey, number one, boys, hey, my friends... Don't get the five and one. Don't get the three and one. No, don't get the perfect plus. You don't need to. That is toxic masculinity. You don't need to go that way. You can have as many products as you want. You can have, please, and also do have so many products because you're going to get so greasy. (laughs) You are going to get so greasy. I have more skin products now than I've ever had in my life just to keep it all together. Yeah, same. Okay. And then we have. (laughs) I want to, his hair was very Jerry Seinfeld mullet-esque. Like yeah. 90s. It was. 90s. He's got a little bit of growth in the back. He is, they're getting ready to go out he somewhere. puts a necklace on her. Oh, baby. And as someone who, for the last three years, has been more horny than they've been <laughs> in their entire life put together. And you've reached a new peak. It's rough. You've reached, you've, you've outed that one thing in your life yeah. that's regulated. Got, got rid of the old ute. Now it's, the oh, leash is off. Boy. The leash is off, baby. The dogs are running wild. <laughs> it's a rough time to be immunocompromised. <laughs> uh, 2024, let's get fucked. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. 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 Al? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No matter how. We're doing it. <laughs> There's just something about... What do you think it smells like? Oh. Leather. 
It has to be. Leather, and I think there's like a little like like cigarette-esque whiff, but like, you know when Ooh. you smell a cigarette, yeah. and there's like the bad part and the good part? And you want, and when you smell the good part, you're like, I want to I think it's I got a little it. bit of the good part in there. I think it's cigars. You know that tobacco. Earthy. 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 Yeah. earthy. earthy musky. Um, musk. A lot of musk. God, I'm horny. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no! It's okay. I got this bike pump. <laughs> I don't even want to think about where you're putting that. There's this bike pump our producer got, and it just looks like a sex toy. Yeah, some sort. Painful, to Painful. be honest. You know what? If you're into inflation, I got a deal for you. Yeah. Do you want me to look it up? What this? What the notes please, are? Please I, do. I feel please like do. we need to. Let's see. Stetson. It's still available, friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. Headstrong at first. With oh. bold notes of citrus and sage, it settles into a easy, woody swagger. <laughs> no, not the swagger! I think this might be it. <laughs> Am gonna, I ordering I it? I'm going you for the rest of your I life. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> Wait, how... Oh, uh, a sexy, woody swagger. I want a woody swagger. <laughs> That's what all trans guys want, Al. <laughs> you want it, I want it. This is how we I get it. I want a Woody Swagger in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> I want a clocky swagger. <laughs> I do. I want a faggy swagger. <laughs> what cologne did Burt Reynolds wear? <laughs> I think he wore it. Wow. Can I tell you a funny thing about Stetson? Please. <laughs> is that they still make cologne, but they they don't make hats anymore, but you can still buy a Stetson hat. Because yeah, you can. they licensed out the concept of a Stetson hat to a like a place called Hat Co. Oh. And they're trying to get their like license back because they're like, well, we never said you could sell them on the internet <laughs> because that didn't exist. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's very funny to me. So they don't actually sell Stetson hats anymore. Do no. they just make cologne? I think so. What do they make? Unless they make like belts or something. Boots. I don't know. They make boots. Do they make they, boots. They do have hats. Well, but if you're on the Stetson website, that's not actually Stetson. Really? They have the license to use the name, but they are not the company. Um, tell me that these two men aren't gay. Yeah, they're gay. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> it's two men with, they're wearing a, they're wearing a Canadian tuxedo. And yeah, they're full back. And they got a horse next to them. Just, wow. Damn. Wow. Do you remember the first time you saw Brokeback Mountain? I never have seen it. I do. Do you? <laughs> Should I, I watch college. it? Should I watch it? I'm all by myself. Should I watch it? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay. You'll be sad, though. I will. I'm going to order this clone, and then next season, we'll do a review. Yes. <laughs> i just wear it and see if Al notices. <laughs> you know, it's 2023. Not for very much longer, but it's 2023. <laughs> Briefly. Briefly. And I think this ad is perfect. I just would get rid of the woman. I would just make it gay. Yes. I think it just needs to be the same. Just put a cloggy little trans mask in there. No, I would up the horses. Okay. The number of horses were too few. Yeah. I would double the horses. Okay. The bottle needs to be more phallic. I think instead of, I, if I may. Yeah, oh, please. Instead of putting a necklace around the neck of a woman. Oh, yeah, go on. I was going to say maybe like leather choker. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say it's a metal chain that says good boy on it. Yes. <laughs> or like a, doing up a harness in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, did I buy that necklace just tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Yes! <laughs> Let's go! I'm by myself. I'm horny. I'm gonna buy shit. Uh, I'm gonna buy this cologne later. Wow. No one can stop me. <laughs> it's my birthday. Uh, 
Um, that's it. Like, honestly, that's it. That's it. I love it. I think, I think they it, should just do... This they is the do modern 360. No. 180, go completely. <laughs> all the way around. All the way around, back to gay, because they were gay at the beginning, <laughs> and gay there shall be. 360, do a backflip, turn around. <laughs> and now you're a fag. <laughs> this is it. This That's is it. it. That's uh, it. You did it. You know. Because I think if it, it was that, you, we would have to stop the podcast, and I would be paying Stetson so much money right now. Absolutely you would. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I come over to record, I'd steal a little. <laughs> and then we'd go out with our two little hats. <laughs> yes. Go out for a night on the town. That's it. Beautiful. Don't have to change much. It's perfect ad. Now. Now. Hit me with that. I have a local ad. But it's not so much of a local ad as it is for a long time ago product that doesn't exist anymore. Love it. And it's local as in, like, the era. Okay. You know? I don't... (laughs) Well, well, okay. I don't foresee us doing this ad because... Okay. In the future. Yeah. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But it's so good. (laughs) Well, I want to see it. It's very good. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. You can find this in our sources. I see you're applying for a name change. I don't understand. Everybody loves you. You're a terrific antiperspirant. Evidence says you contain one of the most effective anti-wetness ingredients. Your new powder fresh scent smells great. Your quality. You're an unbeatable value. Tussie, why change your name? I'd be proud of it. Was denied. Tussie, an unusual name for a great antiperspirant. change meaning over time so this is the first trans deodorant yeah <laughs> and this is transphobia in action this deodorant is trying to get their name changed <laughs> they cannot it's trussy it's tussy tussy it's <laughs> no it's trussy it's trans deodorant <laughs> this deodorant apparently was very widely used oh really and it just fell out of fashion you can't get it anymore. Maybe it stopped uh, being able to prevent wetness so well. <laughs> Little jingle. Little jingle. Jingle jangle. That's because it's six o'clock. It's doggy dinner time. Oh, okay. I think a lot about Tussie. Tussie. I think I'd be a different man. I'd be a Tussie man. <laughs> I'm already a Tussie, Tussie man. <laughs> Let's be honest. She's serving Tussie. <laughs> if you have an ad of a product that's just too good too good we'll open it up for folks if we've never heard about the product then we probably won't do an ad creep about it just send it to us icreeps at gmail.com we want to hear about it we, we gotta know about, about it. it we'll save it we'll put it in our little pocket for season four yeah yeah uh how else can they get a hold of us <sighs> sorry i'm so blasted by tussie that i like <laughs> can't actually even think but uh yeah you can, <laughs> you can go to <laughs> hey do you want to be it is doggy dinner time. It's doggy dinner time. <laughs> 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 Look, I'll be puppy girlfriend for the right price. Oh, ad creeps the dead podcast that's too horny. It's too horny. It's horny. Oh, We're the two of us together. You just cannot be stopped. Okay. So, yeah, you saying? can find us on uh, Blue Sky and yeah. co-host yeah. and Kofi yeah. and Instagram. Well, we don't post there that much because I don't, it's hard. It's hard. Um, 
It's also owned by Facebook. So yeah. Uh, and and so that's at Ad Creeps yeah. is the handle on all those websites. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We're I so think, happy to have you. I think. Yeah. We're almost done this season. Then yes. we're going to take winter break. Yeah. But I think what would be the most helpful is tell one friend. Tell one friend. That's a Christmas gift right there. That is a beautiful Christmas They gift. have how many seasons of Icarus? Three? Three. They're That's about a gift. 40 episodes a season. Damn. That's a lot of That's content. That's a lot of content. Beautiful we content. Love it. And it only gets hornier as it goes on. I know. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it. That's it. That's it. We okay. did a podcast. Okay, Tussies. We will <laughs> see you next time. Until next time, we, we are, are signing, signing off. off. But first, a word for my spouse. Mm. Good listener. Good listener.